Thank you for choosing to listen to the Emmaus Chapel Messages podcast, a ministry of Emmaus Bible College. Each episode is taken from a chapel message given here at Emmaus. For more information about similar Emmaus ministries, please visit concerninghim.com. Well, good morning, everyone. How are we doing? Good. I don't know if you were cheering to welcome me to campus or because you were thinking about chicken sandwiches. But um, so I've kind of learned where I slot in this space. And people hear that I'm with Chick-fil-A and they absolutely love me. It has nothing to do with me or good looks for sure. It has everything to do uh, with the waffle fries and nuggets. And if you're a strip person, that's okay too. But um, all that to say, uh, so grateful to be here. Um, you know, I've had a chance to interact with many of you, perhaps across the counter at Chick-fil-A or in the drive-thru taking orders. Uh, hopefully not in that little minion suit that we wear when it's raining. But, um, you know, I've had the chance to, to interact with many of you. Uh, some of you I met at the uh, kind of the employment kind of volunteer fair here a while back. We had the big cow running around and um, so it was a pleasure to do that. Uh, but the reality is I haven't had an opportunity to interact with many of you. Uh, but can I tell you, the faculty and the students that I have interacted with here from Emmaus have every one of them to a T been outstanding. In fact, I'll tell you, some of the, our current team members who are uh, students here, whether it's Olivia or Anna or Addie or Caleb or Lloyd or um, you know, others that are in this space, Jonathan, I don't know if Jonathan's here, but every single one of them are absolutely incredible. And I know this is live streaming and hopefully our staff doesn't like, get a hold of this, but I want, them to, like, I want you to know that your current students that work alongside me are some of my favorite employees. And let me tell you why because the way that they go about loving and serving our guests and loving and serving and leading alongside our team reflects the love and fragrance of Jesus. There's something different about these students here, and, I, and you and I know that that's because they're walking with Jesus. It's not just about a paycheck. It's not just about a job. They come into work every single day saying, how can I make an impact? How can I love my coworkers? How can I make a difference in that mom that comes through that's clearly having a bad day? And if you're not a mom, someday you might be and you'll understand what that means. But, um, but there's something different about them. And I'll tell you, that's what I love about Emmaus, as I've sat with Dean Chavez, as I've sat with a number of your professors, is this commitment to an excellent education where you're getting the education and you're learning the competencies that, that you can go out into the world and be incredibly effective and successful um, in whatever field of work you sense God stirring in you and leading you to, but also not just the competencies, but connecting you and hopefully helping you develop in your love and admiration and knowledge of the very word of God. And can I tell you, both of those are important. Because wherever you go, whatever it is that you sense God stirring in you, that what's going to be your career, the reality is, is there's going to be moments where you and I have to make a decision, whether we're going to honor Jesus in our work, whether we're going to cut the corners, or whether we're going to pursue excellence, because ultimately we serve him. Amen? And so you're getting both the best of education, but also the best of a Bible-believing worldview, hoping to expose you to the very word of God. And so I want you to know that you are in a great place. And so last week when Dean Chavez reached out to me and he said, Justin, would you be willing to come and simply to share what is some of what God is teaching you without hesitation, right? I said, absolutely. It would be my pleasure, as I have to say at Chick-fil-A. Um, 
<laughs> but, and so today what I want to do is I want to share with you some of the things that I've, that really God has been working on in me for a while, but especially over the last 10 months. And to understand kind of how that has come about, you have to understand a couple things about me. First of all, I've been married 14 years. My wife's actually up here. Wave your hand. Yeah. I will tell, I'll tell you she absolutely hated that moment. All right, I'll just... Um, but been married 14 years, 15 years. Next year, we have two incredible kids. Maddox is in third grade. Abe is a first grader at Tri-State. I uh, absolutely love them. They are the joy of my life. But also for the past 15 years, I've served in a full-time ministry in the context of the local church or in faith-based kingdom nonprofits, right, that are looking to go and see our world changed with the gospel of Jesus. And, and the reality is over those years of ministry, I have sat literally in my office, no exaggeration, with hundreds of successful men and women, many of whom have run incredible businesses or running great organizations or they're great leaders in churches. And, and I've sat across from them. Many of them, when they come to my office, it's because something is maybe not going quite well. You guys can probably understand that. Um, and so I would sit with them, and I would listen to their stories. And some of them, they're heartbreaking, they're hard. And, and I would be the pastor that would sit there in the seat, and I would say, listen, God sees you. He knows you. He sees your business. He's providing. He is faithful. He's bringing healing. I mean, I could reference the scripture. I could give you the chapter, the verse, the context. I could do it all for them. And I would sit there, and I would pray for them, and they'd walk out. And thankfully, God showed up in those spaces, and there was effectiveness. But can I tell you? For the last 10 months, I've been on the other side of that conversation in which, yes, I knew all the answers intellectually. I knew the scriptures. But for me to walk in the, in the dynamic that has been the last 10 months, I've actually had to trust the very promises and the very encouragement and the very advice that I'd given to hundreds of people. You see what happened January 1st, I came, I was the new owner operator, like January was like smooth sailing, right? Like it's kind of like the honeymoon period in marriage where like things are really good. Jesse still thought I was funny. It was awesome. Um, but you know, January kind of came to an end and February hit and right about that time we were fully staffed. We were great. February comes and the governor of Iowa signs into law that all of our high school students had to return to in-person schooling which is great, that's the best way to learn, 100%. The problem was we lost two-thirds of our daytime staff overnight. It's true? Yeah, and I'll tell you, I thought, this is no problem. We'll put out a little banner out front, we'll do some things on Facebook, and people will come flooding in. That's not what happened, right? You see banners everywhere, like it's like white noise. So literally, February, March, April, May, dot, 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 September. It was like, I'm like, Lord, what is going on? Where are you? Like, uh, we, we are being faithful. We're being generous. We're doing what we need to do. Like, Lord, where are you? And can I tell you, I dealt with anxiety that I've never dealt with before. I had moments where I would wake up in the middle of the night in a straight-up panic attack where I would just be like, God, where are you? Like, am I doing something? Is there, like, sin in my life? Am I failing to lead? Like, what is going on? And I'll tell you, there were moments where I'm like, man, I must have messed up. And so I figured maybe this was just my problem. And so I started to reach out to operators all over the country, owner operators, and even interacting with business leaders and church leaders here in Dubuque. And every single one of them that I talked to said, Justin, I'm right where you are. And many of them said, I'll be honest with you, I'm getting ready to give up. 
I'm getting ready to, to turn in my keys, is what they say in Chick-fil-A world. Or, you know, there were some operators that tragically took their life over this last 10 months. And it was brutal. And that's happening in businesses in our community. Some of you know them and interact with them. There has never been a harder time to lead in my generation than what the last 18 months have included. And that includes business, that includes teachers who are like going all over the place, trying to, to meet people in person and virtually. That includes pastors of churches. There's never been a harder time to lead. And so today, what I want to do in our time together is I realize that all of us in this space, we all navigate challenging moments, don't we? And the reality is some of you today are in that space. And I don't know what it is. Maybe you just got out of quarantine for like the fourth time this school year, right? Um, or maybe it's like there's a loved one who's sick or, you know, you're, uh, you're grieving the loss of someone or you're trying to figure out how do I balance like my job with, with school or maybe Professor Rowley gave you another 25-page paper that needs 16 sites, or APA, MLA, GPA format, whatever it is. I don't know. Um, whatever it is this year. Um, but the reality is maybe some of you came to school this semester and you were like, I'm hoping I can get there and I can meet new friends that are lifelong and it's going to be great and you've come here and today you find yourself feeling utterly alone. It hasn't gone how you hoped. That's some of our stories today where you're in this space today and you're like, Ugh, I almost want to give up. Others of you, you've navigated a difficult season recently, or for the rest of you that don't check those boxes, you're going to walk into one. I hate to break that news to you today, but the reality is all of us know what it's like to face difficult, dark, challenging moments. And I want to look at a passage of scripture that really can speak to that, and one that I've gone to many, 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 many times over the last 10 months, and it's found in Psalm 13. So if you want to flip there quickly, kind of... Uh, turn or click there. And as we read this today, as we've already, you've already heard, it's not like one of those happy, clappy, God is good, thank you for the food, amen, psalms, right? Like this is a hard psalm. It can, it sounds super dark. But today, if we can grasp some of the, a couple just truths in this scripture, it can change everything for you and for me. And so let's take a look at the first couple of verses, Psalm 13. It says this, how long, Lord, will you forget me forever? How long will you hide your face from me? How long must I wrestle with my thoughts and day after day have sorrow in my heart? How long will my enemy triumph over me? You see, this psalm is written by David. You guys know who David is, right? The lowly shepherd boy that was anointed king, the one who planted a rock right in the middle of a giant's head, like super cool stories, right? This is the man that God said is a man after his own heart. It's written by David, and we don't know necessarily the context where David's at. I mean, he could have been dealing with a really significant illness, or it could have been one of those moments where he's running for his life. He's in the depths of a cave trying to hide from either Saul or Absalom, just fearing for his life. But what we know when we read this scripture is that he's in a pretty desperate place. Would you agree? Do you hear the desperation in his voice? I mean, there's an element where, he, where David sounds utterly broken. Where he's, where he's looking in the midst of wherever he's at saying, God, did you forget me? Like, how long will this go on? How long will I have to run? How long will it seem like my enemies are triumphing over me? We've been there, haven't we? God, how long will this season go on? How long until you, in my case, please bring some workers, <laughs> you know? How long until I'll find the community that I've been desperately searching for? I mean, you can read in this that David is at a critical point. 
He's at that point where maybe this is the moment where he, he has to choose. Am I going to throw in the towel or am I going to press in to the Lord? And it's here that David finds himself at this critical fork in the road. And it's in the challenging dark spaces in our lives that we come to this very same fork in the road. And we can only choose one of two ways. The first one is we simply give up. We give up. We say, you know what, God? Clearly you've forgotten me. Clearly you have, you have forgotten the promises that you had for me. And just listen, I'm done. This semester's too hard. I'm giving up. I'm, I'm, I'm dropping the class. I'm walking away. I am not coming back in January, right? Like, we get to that moment where we can give up. We can throw the towel in, ultimately on the Lord, or maybe just on the situation that you're in. And you know what the tragic thing is? Is that when we give up, when challenges come, the reality is we're walking away from the very God who can give us hope. We're walking away from the very one who can give us peace, can give us a sense of meaning, a sense of purpose, even in the midst of when things are broken. Because can I remind you, if you go all the way back to Genesis chapter 1, you remember God created the heavens and the earth and everything was good, and then he created people and everything was very good, right? There was no sickness, there was no cancer, there was no COVID, praise the Lord. Um, but something changed that. What changed that? Sin, right? It's Bible class, I know. You can give, a, you give feedback, right? Sin changed that. The enemy came, serpent came, tempted Adam and Eve, and Eve ate the fruit, and Adam ate the fruit, and sin came into the world, and in that moment, sin, darkness, brokenness, divorce, death, all entered the scene. And isn't it interesting that when we go through the darkness and challenging moments of this life, that the same one who tempted Adam and Eve that brought sin into the world is the same one that in our ear tries to get us to shake our fist at God and say, God, how could you? How could you let this sickness happen? How could you let cancer enter the scene? How could my, you, you see what I'm saying? And God's saying, this was never my intent all along. In fact, I sent my son so that he could pay the price on the cross so there would be a day when there would be no more sickness, no more darkness, no more tears, no more COVID, praise the Lord, right? And so when we come to those challenging moments in our lives, we can either give up or the second option is that we can look up. And so let's take a look at verse, verse three here and let's see what David does. It says this, Remember, he's in the, mid of the, in the pit of the cave. He's at this crossroads, and he says this, verse 3, Look on me and answer, Lord my God. Give light to my eyes, or I will sleep in death. And my enemy will say, I have overcome him. And my fears, or my foes, will rejoice when I fall. You see, in the midst of the brokenness, in the midst of the darkness, in the midst of the challenge, David doesn't give up, does he? Rather, he responds in prayer, and he says, God, I'm going to look to you. He says, Lord, you are my God. And he says, God, look on me. Answer me. He says, give light to my eyes, which, which is this reference to wisdom where he's saying, God, give me eyes to see where you're at work. Give me eyes to, 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 to understand what you're doing. Give me, give me the ability to grasp hold of you. And in a moment when David could have completely given up, he chose to look up. And the more and more that he does this, the more and more that you and I do this when difficult moments come, 
when we choose not to throw in the towel, but we choose to look up to him and to trust him, even when it doesn't seem like he's present or it doesn't seem like he cares, something begins to shift. In fact, look at verse 5. He says, but, everyone say but. Let's do it again, but. It's okay, you can do that, that's all right. But I trust in your unfailing love. My heart rejoices in your salvation. I will sing the Lord's praise, for he has been good to me. You see, when we choose to look up consistently, it begins to change the narrative of what is happening. It may not change our situation. It may not change what you're navigating today. It may not, and it certainly did not change for me what what I was navigating for months. But what it did do is it changed the narrative that I was believing. It gave me the ability to walk through the doors of Chick-fil-A every day and look at the teammates that I have and tell them almost every day, I give them a fist pound. They think they think it's annoying, but I go around, I give them a fist pound. I said, I want you to know I'm grateful for you. I'm thankful for you. I see God's potential in you. I saw you go out of your way to love and serve that person. I can interact with a guest who literally has her Chick-fil-A deluxe sandwich on the counter that we accidentally gave her a spicy deluxe and she's smashing it into the counter. And I can look at her and I can say, listen, I'm sorry, first of all. (laughs) It'd be my pleasure to get you another one. But more importantly, I can look at her and value her and see her because I chose not to give up. I chose to look up And as I looked up, he begins to change our perspective or the narrative that we believe. You see, when we look at this passage of Scripture, when David's narrative changes, do you think his circumstances changed? No. He's still in the midst of the pit, in the midst of the, the cave, all by himself, all alone, fighting for his life. But because he chose not to give up, he chose to look up. His narrative changed, and even in the midst of challenge, even in the midst of darkness, David could be encouraged by the faithfulness of God. He could have a different lens, a different eye. And so today, like, that's the challenge for you and for me. That's the challenge every single morning I wake up and I open the word of God and I say, God, I'm desperate for you. I'm looking to you because I don't have the answers today. And so today, let me ask you, Where are the spaces today where maybe you've been tempted to give up? And where today is the Holy Spirit inviting you to say, listen, don't throw in the towel. Look up to me. I'm here. I'm faithful. I want to change the narrative in your life. Let me tell you, it may not change your circumstances. It may not change the challenges that you're navigating. But I promise you, listen, it will change you because God will change your heart and your perspective. And then it's amazing as we start to walk with his perspective, with a different narrative, how things begin to shift around us. And so today, listen, let me ask you, where are you at today? Are you in the midst of one of these dark, challenging times? Are you concerned about a loved one that maybe does have COVID? Maybe concerned about how am I gonna pay the bills? How am I gonna pay for this education, right? How am I going to balance a job and, and my schoolwork? Or how am I going to interact with my roommate that's just kind of like, this is really rough right now, you know? Maybe that's you today. And let me invite you just here in a moment to just say, God, I'm looking to you. Maybe take the towel out of your hand that you were ready to throw in and give up and say, Lord, I'm offering that to you. And today's a day where I'm looking up, where I'm going to trust you. 
Or perhaps maybe you're in a place today where um, there's something that's happened in the past that's part of your story. I have a story. Someday I'd love to share that with you where you're saying, you know what, I've been beating myself up for so long. I've given up on these areas of my life, these relationships in my life, and maybe today's the day where the Lord is saying, listen, don't give up. Look to me in every single one of those scenarios and watch me change your narrative and watch me change your circumstances. And so today, how I want to close, I have one minute before it's 11 o'clock. You guys are looking at me like, I got class coming. Keep it, keep, keep going. But I want to give you one minute and just right where you're at, just in the quietness of your own chair, I want you to just say, God, Holy Spirit, what, where are the areas in my life today where you're inviting me to look to you? Where maybe I've been given up, but today's a day where just like David, I'm going to say, God, you are my God. Remind me, give light to my eyes, and maybe today is a day where you can see transformation as you look to him and you change the narrative. So let's take one minute, just right where you're at in the own quietness, and then I will close us in prayer today. So take a moment to pray on your own. Heavenly Father, you are faithful. You are good. God, you are a healer. You are a provider. Jesus, you are our counselor, our comforter, our strength, and our guide. And today, Lord, I am grateful that no matter what is happening around us, that you are present, you're with us, and Lord, you simply invite us to look to you. And so today we do that. And God, I pray that even in this moment today, that, that those of us who have given up or maybe had the towel ready to throw it in, that today would be a day where we decide, no, 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 we're not giving up, but we're looking to you. God, thank you for your promises in Scripture. Lord, I'm reminded of Isaiah 43, where, it's a, where you say, do not fear, for I have redeemed you. Where you have reminded us that you have summoned us by name and that we are yours. Thank you for the promise that when we pass through the waters, that you'll be with us. When we pass through the rivers, that they will not sweep over us. And Lord, we're the promise where you said, when we walk in the fire, when we walk in the darkness, we won't be burned. The flames will not set us ablaze. God, those are promises from you. And I pray for my brothers and sisters in this room today who are navigating those moments. God, may they grasp onto those promises. Lord, may you change our perspective. May you change our narrative. And God, as a result of the work that you do in us, I pray that others around us, those on our campus that maybe don't know you, and those in our city who are in desperate need of hope would find it in us because of the ways that you have changed our heart, you've changed our narrative, the way we can navigate challenges in darkness by looking to you and trusting you. So God, I pray for your blessing on everyone here. I pray for peace that surpasses all understanding, that doesn't make sense. And God, I pray for your inexpressible, glorious joy to fill each and every one of us. And we give you praise and thanks in Jesus' name. Everyone said? Thank you for listening to the Emmaus Chapel Messages podcast. This ministry is possible because of the generous contributions from our partners around the world. For more information about partnering with us, please visit Emmaus.edu slash partner.